Hello, welcome to Fresh Pressed for April 28th, 2020. My name is Gabe. And my name is Andrew. This is a show about music where we talk about new tunes and PS2 grooves. PS2? Of all the consoles you could have picked, you picked the PS2? Why? Well, I wanted it to to rhyme with new, I guess? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, it really doesn't, although it sort of works. PS2, uh, yeah, okay. It's kind of slanty, but we can work with it. I mean, neither of us is talking about a PS2 groove. Uh, I might be. Yeah. What? No, Could you're be. definitely not. Could be. Why not? How do you know? How do you know? Because I've read the lyrics. Anyway, we- Gabe, explain what video games are to our listeners. Uh, so our theme this week, folks, is video games. These are uh, forms of entertainment, interactive entertainment, typically played on a screen, virtually, digitally usually with a controller of some sort. Andrew, what video game have you been playing? Recently, um, you know, now the time that it is sure, is a great time to uh, just be playing video games and not look at the world, to sort of escape into video games. Absolutely. I was recently escaping into a game called Dishonored. It's a fun game where you get to wear a mask and there's a sort of a, a disease going around that just <laughs> seems to keep getting worse. Hmm. Yeah, I love these escapist fantasies. I'm more one for simple simple games, I suppose. Not simple, but um, I really like roguelikes. I've been playing a lot of Faster Than Light. Roblox, you said? Yep, Roblox. That's not Big a fan video of Roblox. Game. Or is that a video game? Yes, that's absolutely a video game. It's a video game for children. Which one's the blocks game that's not a video game? Are you thinking of Minecraft? No, I'm thinking of Blockus, I think. Oh, Blockus. Yes, Blockus is a board game. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I've also been playing a lot of board games online, which is kind of an interesting take on the whole video game genre. Is it a video game if it's a board game online? No. Why not? Because it's a board game online. What's the difference? One's a video game, one's a board game online. Okay, but how is playing Catan virtually with my friends any different than playing like Mario Party, for instance? Because it's a board game online. Oh my god, not not willing to engage in these philosophical discussions this morning, I see. Gabe, th- I'm, I'm fully engaged in here, you're just not getting it. One's a board game online and one's a video game. I, I, I just can't explain it any simpler than that. <laughs> Damn it. Well, Andrew, all I understand really these days is music, so why don't you tell me about some video game songs? Oh, wait, preface, right. Video games are our theme this week. However, we are not bringing songs from video games. We're bringing songs about video games, which I feel is an important distinction. Also, songs from video games is so broad, and there's so much good material to choose from, it makes it hard as a theme. Whereas this is quite a bit more niche as I... uh as I discovered this week. Yeah, um, songs about video games actually is a difficult theme, I think. Yeah, there's really just that one Lana Del Rey song. Yes, and the Radical Face cover, which is worse somehow. Oh, and also a lot of Thundercat, but we've done Thundercat recently. Yeah, unfortunately, Thundercat's not eligible. Um, the other thing that I found a lot of was bad metal. Yes, mm-hmm. bad metal and also bad rap. Yeah, bad metal, bad rap, bad electronica, I would mm-hmm. say, are the three horsemen of the video game music apocalypse. <laughs> oh, there is a fourth horseman, which is 
bad covers of original soundtrack. Oh no, music. there's so much. Listen, I don't, I don't need to hear your cover of Yoshi's Island. <laughs> it's not going to be interesting to me. Uh, but the song that I ended up finding, that I ended up enjoying, is a song by a French band called Edgar Deception. And the title of the song is, wow, dude, you got Nintendogs? Um, so, I mean, the first thing to say is just that that's a great song title. It has nothing really to do with the lyrics, but I did search Nintendogs in the Spotify search box and found this, and I liked it. That was a video game I did not search. I did try Nintendo, but that was a bit vague. That gets you a lot of bad rap. <laughs> gets you a lot of bad everything, as it turns out. And so, you know what else has a bad rap? Nintendogs. That's not true. Everyone loved Nintendogs, and rightfully so. Oh, great game. It was... Um, it's a great fucking game. Listen, we talked about Neopets recently. It kind of fits into something like that, except better? Better. Nintendogs is a great game where you got to own some dogs, but they didn't smell bad. This is how you can tell that Andrew has never owned a dog in his life, because he associates that dog smell as being a bad smell as opposed to being wonderful. Like, dog owners love the wet dog smell. Whereas people who don't own dogs hate the wet dog smell. I, I am allergic to dogs. So if I'm smelling a dog, I'm also like taking in allergens, which yeah. is not fun for me. Yeah, right. So it's some classical conditioning. Yes. Anyway, this is a song about Nintendogs, maybe. <laughs> we should say Edgar Deception. Uh, great band name. Yeah, although I don't... See, I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is one person. Is it not? No, it's not. It's a band. It's three people. Uh, mm. And why are they why are they named as such? That's a great question, Gabe, and I'm so glad you asked. So, if you're not uh fluent in French, then you might not know that Edgar Deception is just French for Edgar Deception. Okay. Is that a reference to something? It is a reference to something. Not anything that you would know, but just something internal for these three people. When Edgar the Goldfish died, a whole new world of emotions and adventures came to Eva, Tessa, and Valentin. <laughs> Wait! Uh, and capable of containing all their feelings, they start in 2017 the band Edgar Deception. Um, so basically their goldfish died, and I guess that was a lie in some way. That, that their goldfish would live forever? I don't know what the fuck. But Edgar was the name of a goldfish, and it's dead now, which is why the, the the title of the album is Deceased. Oh, it all comes together in the end. Um, Edgar, but the French pronunciation, Edgar, is a great name for goldfish, and Edgar Deception is a great name for a band. <laughs> We need to really explore why why the title of the song is what it is because the lyrics have nothing to do with I mean do they how do they 
What? Are you, well, you've never played Nintendog, so you don't know the part where there's a bottle of French wine. And they wear stuff you wouldn't even dare to try, and they don't look fat. Also, it kind of seems strange to me that a band from France would say French wine. Like, isn't all of their wine French? (laughs) The important thing is... um, the lyrics here, well, uh, the thing is that the lyrics here are are really, I was going to say, playing second fiddle, which is a weird mixture of metaphors, things to say. Yeah, uh, it's really not a mixture of metaphors. It's just it's just a weird metaphor to use in this case. Uh, but they're really in the background. Like, it's hard to tell what they're saying. It's hard to hear what the lyrics are. It almost sounds like it's just like ambient recording as a layer on this ambient track you know yeah uh, this is something i wanted to bring up they there's just like a whole style of music editing and mixing where you drop the vocals way into the down in the mix so they're barely intelligible like i can make out the words when i have the lyric sheet in front of me but if i don't i'm like just picking out like pieces of it yeah i really liked that um that aspect of it because it gives it this very dreamy quality that I think um, is also evoked by the sentence, wow, dude, you got Nintendogs? Yes. It's like this nostalgic, like, ah, remember a time when you were excited? Right. So you think that the title of the song has more to do with the general ambient aesthetic as opposed to any specific reference to the song itself? Well, I think there's a nostalgic aspect to the title that complements the lyrics in a surprisingly deft way. Like the lines that stick out to me in the lyrics are, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't care, they don't do all the things you need to do to feel safe. So it's like, uh, it's very much like a 20-something like aimless, like what the fuck am I doing? Why are other people happy and I can't be happy kind of song? And the title, Wow Dude You Got Nintendogs, and it's like clear reference to early 2000s childhood, layers in this like, oh, that was a time when I could be happy, when I was just like psyched about Nintendogs. But now I'm, I like feel like I need to drink and smoke all day to feel okay. Damn. I thought maybe that you were Yeah, gonna... Gabe, you thought I was coming in with some like lame ass Nintendo song, but actually it's deep. Shit. I well I was thinking that, you know, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't care. Could also apply to Nintendogs. I mean, I think they do care though. They care about you a lot. That's the great thing about Nintendogs. Gabe, what's your video game song for the week? I have brought this year from the Mountain Goats 2005 record, The Sunset Tree.
So, Andrew, you know the Mountain Goats. I do. I, I, I've never really, like, gotten into the Mountain Goats. I mean, I like all... I, I, I have enjoyed every Mountain Goats song that I've heard. But for some people, the Mountain Goats is like a... They have, like, a religious adherence to him slash them, whatever. It's one guy, right? Yeah, it's really one guy, although there is a band also... There have been members of that band, but mostly for touring purposes, not for music writing purposes. Um, right. So the Mountain Goats, uh, this is a good point you made about them having kind of the religious aesthetic, not in a not in a God way, but in like a in a fandom way. Um, they it feels like they've inspired something of a lower key version of a Grateful Dead uh, kind of relationship where the front man. Um, and really, the Mountain Goats, um, John Darnell, releases has a-, a Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor named after him. Yeah, uh, Darnell and nuts. Um, Jesus <laughs> Christ, that's a bad. That's not a good name for ice cream. Wow, this ice cream is Darnell tootin' good. Nope. John Darnell, my socks. Um, <laughs> French Darnella. Wow. It's French vanilla, but <laughs> but with, p- with bits nuts. of John Darnell in it. Um, <laughs> with cherry in it. Uh, with goat meat in it. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? No, it's a goat's milk French vanilla. Ooh. We should call it Ben and Jerry. Let them know about our pitch. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so John Darnielle has this Grateful Dead-like relationship with some of the fans in that he releases an enormous amount of music. He is, the, the Mountain Goats and John Darnielle are, are one of the more prolific artists I've run into. Um, and they released, he, they released a lot of their early stuff in the 90s on a variety of media um, and in very limited edition. And uh, so not quite deadheads, but you know, something, something sort of like that. Uh, Darnielle is from Claremont, California, but um, he moved in the mid two thousands to Durham, North Carolina, where I spent four years of my life and where the mountain goats are considered a cherished part of the musical community. So this year, which is the song in question, is fairly directly autobiographical, as are most of the other songs on this record, The Sunset Tree. Uh, Darnielle put out a couple records in the mid-2000s that were talking quite a bit about his childhood and early adulthood, some of which have to do with struggles with drug addiction. But this record and this song have a lot to do with growing up in a broken, abusive home. And in this song, he is 17 and going to college next year. And the whole idea is, if I can just make it through this year, I'm free. Like, I'm I'm, I'm out of this. I don't need to worry about it anymore. And it'll be great and everything is great. But also all of the other things that come with being 17, like drinking a lot and going and playing video games and getting drunk playing video games. And um, that's how it sort of ties into the theme. Um, but it, it's it's pretty specifically centered in Claremont, California, where Darnielle is from. Behind me in 
that I think is generally true of most of the music put out by the Mountain Goats is the, the, the construction of the song itself is usually fairly straightforward and simple so that most of the focus falls on the lyrics. But that's not to say that the production behind the, the, the music is like lacking, um, although it can be lo-fi. But like in this song, Andrew, I really love the guitar. It feels like it's being strummed like hard and twangly without like yeah. overpowering the mix. Yeah, I mean this is a pretty it's a it's a pretty intense uh couple minutes of music. Yeah. Which I think is true of a lot of his. I mean just the way that he sings really uh punches through everything. He's got <laughs> like a, kind of a trebly nasally voice uh which really cuts. Um, so the video games in this song Yes Are Arcade games Arcade games yes. Not PlayStation Yes I just want to make it clear That when you said Maybe I do have something And I said No you absolutely don't That I was right You were correct Although in 2005 The PlayStation had Come out PlayStation Sure 2. But this is about when he was 17 Yeah no this takes place Many many years prior to that and also he says hurt my knuckles punching the machines and if you punch a playstation 2 uh that's not advised i would say let's leave it at that sure but you would still probably hurt your knuckles you would definitely hurt your knuckles yes i mean you hurt your knuckles punching most things definitely not pillows though so if you need to punch anything folks punch a pillow save your knuckles yeah i think the video games um and the idea of arcade machines lends a very specific 80s aesthetic um, yeah to the song which you know is about the time period that this would have been taking place in Darnielle's life um i also really like specific specific lines in the song um at the end of the last verse um he says the scene ends badly as you might imagine in a cavalcade of anger and fear there will be feasting and dancing in jerusalem next year which it's still April, so it should be noted that that last little bit um, is a Passover reference. Is it? Yes. Uh, at Passover, we say, next year in Jerusalem. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it comes from a time when, you know, there were no Jews in Jerusalem. Or few Jews in Jerusalem. Okay, I, it's all coming together now. Yeah, right. Second gear, the scene ends badly, as you might imagine. In a cavalcade of anger and fear There will be feasting and dancing In Jerusalem next year I am gonna make it through this year If it kills me 
So we talked about um, Lana Del Rey's hit song, Video Games, which sucks. Uh, I don't necessarily agree, but I'm a, I think I, I like Lana Del Rey more, more than you do. Um, but another thing that I did, another one of my favorite video game franchises is Mass Effect. So I was searching some various Mass Effect terms. And I came across a song called Commander Shepard by Miracle of Sound. Uh-huh. Um, which is, uh, I mean, objectively, like from a music... Look, I, I majored in music, so I can say this objectively without any feelings. Definitely. This song blows. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a bad electronica track when I started it. And I was right. But then also there's lyrics in it. And that was a choice that they made. The line in the chorus is, you can fight like a Krogan, run like a leopard, but you'll never be better than Commander Shepard. Yes. Yes. No, 100%. We sh- you should have brought that song. Oh, <laughs> it so sucks, good. though. No matter what scars you bear, whatever uniform you wear, you can fight like a Krogan, run like a leopard, but you'll never be better than Commander Shepard. All right. That's okay. enough video games for one day. I need to get off my screens, you know. <laughs> right, mom. Um Andrew, you got any got any good new tunes for us? I do. I have a good new tune called Me and My Friends by Marvel. What am I left with five throw out everything I don't like? Everything I don't love. I see it in other people, I guess there's supposed to be some value to what you do when they... This uh, is off of her recent EP called Either Side or Either Side. I don't know which one. I don't think she says it in the titular song, so I don't know which one she says. Well, then it can be either, right? Yeah, or it could be either. Right. Very funny, Gabe. That was a great alley-oop there. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> uh, these are, as she describes, uh, depression songs from 2019, except for The Knack, which is an anxiety song from 2017. <laughs> That's a hilariously open way of describing your music. And <laughs> yeah. hilarious maybe is not the right word to use here, but it feels like it's meant like a slightly tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, I mean... It's, I mean, it's honest. It's honest, right? No, of course. But, well, I guess people usually don't outright be like, yeah, I wrote all of this music because I felt like absolute garbage. I think you and I listen to different music then, Gabe, if you think people don't say that. <laughs> we, we do listen to different music. Anyway, Marival is Anna Horvath. Um, she's from Canada and, uh, She's been around a little while. I don't know how I came across her music, but I know that the song I came across was Kicking You Out. Originally, I thought, and I'm still not sure if this is not true, but um, as with uh, Noah and the Whale, I thought that maybe her music had come up on a mixtape from my ex-girlfriend. Mm. But I, because the song that I'm thinking of is Kicking You Out, I feel like maybe that that's not true. <laughs> Uh, that would be would that be two breakup songs on one mixtape? 
Andrew, maybe you should have seen the signs. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, you can get this album for five Canadian dollars, and I think that's beautiful. I also think that the album art is beautiful. Um, it's cassette style art, which I don't know if it really that really took off as a as an art form, but um, it's really well done. Uh, again, I will say, I think you and I listen to different bands <laughs> because every band that I listen to is like, hey, you want to buy this on cassette? No, uh, that's definitely true now. But the art form of the album album art that is suited specifically for cassette as a, as opposed to cd or vinyl i see yes i mean that's entire it's the shape right i mean we had there was vinyl first and that was a big square and then there were cassettes which weren't a square and then there were cds which were a square and then there's online which is a square yeah but look at if you look at the album art it's like it's it looks like it's constructed to be like folded around the cassette no i i agree but the th- the reason for that is because it has to be a square. We should buy one of the uh, buy, buy one of her cassettes. Yeah, that's seven Canadian dollars though. So. Oh, a bit pricey for us. These four tracks, I think, are, are are really beautiful, and this one especially. Um, it's basically about, you know, having depression and becoming an adult and being a millennial and things being rough, you know? Do you identify with any of that? Or No. <laughs> no. Perhaps the greatest myth is that you Something that I really enjoy about it is that the whole way through it, it feels really um, just like sort of controlled by and directed by her vocals. All the other instruments are sort of just like following along with this uh, almost rant that she uh, is going through. It just feels very like amorphous. You know what I mean? I do. Um, And it really opens up in the second half of the song. It's this uh, repeated like two line structure with these chords sort of stepping down in this sort of awkward way and her vocals are like stumbling over itself. It's just like like she's trying to pull ahead, trying to push through something or like her vocals are like a person trying to wade through something that is pulling back at her. And these instruments are trying to like catch up and and they're falling apart and they're catching up and then they're falling back. And then, you know, it's just it's just like a a fight of getting through, which I guess is um, works with the topic of the song. Yeah.
what's your new tune? This is All Eyes for Their Love from the band Other Lives and their new record for their love. Gabe, I gotta say, I had some difficulty parsing what the title of the song was, what the name of the band was, what the title of the album was, and where one thing ended and the next thing began. Yeah, I could definitely see how that would be problematic since all of the words kind of blend together. Let me repeat this. The song title is All Eyes Dash For Their Love. The band's name is Other Lives. And the album title is For Their Love. Was that clearer? I mean, it's clearer that I'm lo- I'm looking at the page and reading it. I don't know that your that your words have helped. So if like me, dear listeners, you are confused, look it up. <laughs> it's in the show notes. Um Other Lives are a band from Stillwater, Oklahoma. Wow. Home of one of the large Oklahoma State schools, although I could not tell you which. They are the same thing in my mind. One is in Stillwater, though. They ended up moving to Oregon a few years ago, which is where they recorded this most recent record, because uh, there's something in an interview. um, The lead singer, Jesse Tabish, was saying, there's only so long that you can live in a college town where there's a bunch of drunk 21-year-olds all the time. Yeah, that seems fair. So they describe their music as Ennio Morricone tinged Americana. You should explain who Ennio Morricone is if people don't know. Okay, so Ennio Morricone is uh, an Italian um, composer of primarily film scores, most famous for the score of Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, as well as a large number of other spaghetti westerns. He's fairly iconic in that genre. I think that this record that Other Lives put out is very cinematic in general, and I absolutely hear the influence that they are striving for or coming from throughout the entire record, which um, I really liked. It was my favorite record of the week. They really, especially on this song, dive into like a really maximalist production. It sounds like there's a full orchestra backing them on this song. You know, there's chimes and very prominent timpani and there's an oboe and I think it's a bassoon but it might be a bass clarinet um, and lots of strings and a choir and like you're like holy shit there's so much going on and in that way it feels a lot like a film score um, which usually has a big orchestra um, in the traditional sense and certainly in these like 60s and 70s films that uh, the band is sort of trying to emulate
So the lyrics of this song um, and a lot of the album are, I think, an exploration of self-worth. Um, so this song, All Eyes for Their Love, is like, I guess, sort of what are we, what do we do because all these people are watching us? What do we do so that we acquire the adoration of other individuals? You feel you're being seen. Got to keep your spirit clean uh, for their love. Um, that's certainly how I interpreted it. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I found the song really... Um, I mean, I was surprised at how long this song was when I started playing it. <laughs> um, and I was surprised when lyrics came in because I wasn't expecting it. And it took like two minutes to get there. Yeah, again, very orchestral. It was. I, I found it very meditative in that way. Um, in that it was very, very much a slow burn. Anything else catch your eye this week, Andrew? Um, there was a live album from Sylvan Esso called With mm, that yes. I was listening to this morning and very much enjoying. Um, there's an album called What Kind of Music by Tom Misch and Yousef Days, which is pretty groovy. I'm into it. Um, and there was also a very cool album called Belonging by Ian Chang. Oh, shoot. I was going to mention that one. Okay, good. I'm glad you listened to yes, it. Yes, it is very cool. I liked it a lot. Sorry, I did have another album I loved. I forgot. It is in my list, but I overlooked it. Yeah, but anyway, that's very cool. A lot of cool percussion, sort of experimental. He says experimental pop, and I would not describe At times, much of that right? Album as At pop. times, but yeah. not, not throughout the whole record, certainly. No. And then just another, or a couple other good uh, singles out. A song called House Keys by Field Medic. And then also there's a cool like long jam by car seat headrest called there must be more than blood yeah car seat headrest is getting ready for their new record and i'm very excited for the songs that they're putting out the song that they did i guess it was last week was hollywood also very good well that concludes our show for the week you can follow us on twitter at fresh pressed pod you can listen to selections from this week's show and all our previous shows on spotify we shall be back on May 5th with more music, more tunes, more grooves. Until then, I'm Gabe. I'm Andrew. And you've been listening to Fresh Press. Fresh Press.